0: Welcome back to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game. I'm your host, DM Neil, a.k.a. Jote Maniac, jack of all trades, master of none, in case you were asking. And today we have a very special guest. We have Derek. We could call him DM Derek from the podcast How Not to DM. I say it in the audio and I'll say it here. If you're not listening, definitely go check out all the awesome stuff that Derek is doing. Today, we're talking about character growth for your player characters and when to use it, when not to use it, how to introduce it, all of those things, and how to put character growth into your game if you see fit. And of course, that's it. That's all I got. So rather than talk anymore, let's head to the meat. I'm starving. We ain't know nothing but Maggie bread for three stinking days. Yeah. Why can't we have some meats? Looks like meat back on the menu, boys. So today for the meat, we have a very special guest. We have Derek, the host of How Not to DM, a podcast that if you're listening to this one, I think it's one that you should absolutely go listen to as well. And simply thank you, Derek, for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me, Neil. And like you said, yes, you better go now into your podcast app and go queue up. My latest episode right now or else, you know, bad things might happen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We're just we're don't gonna risk, risk it. it.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't risk it. I'm going to say that every time I'm guesting now somewhere else. <laughs> you should. like Don't risk it. It's You not, never know. I, I don't know what will happen, but it can't be yeah, We can't be held liable, you know. No. Yeah. So as you well know, we're going to jump into our interview section for a little bit. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself that you think the listeners um,
1: would enjoy? Yeah. So I'm Derek. I live in the great state of Utah. I have a podcast called How Not to DM. I've been doing it for a little over a year at this point, And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I started the show with the idea of I wanted to interview all of my favorite DMs from actual play shows and streams and that kind of thing because I love listening to other DMs run games and I love picking up on the little things they do, you know? When you run g- games and you watch other people run games, I feel like you notice stuff, More than the lay person might notice. And so I loved kind of like finding ideas from the the decisions they were making or or picking up on uh, little house rules they they put in and that kind of thing. And I really wanted to get them on the record telling me what their ideas were, why they were doing the things they were doing, and then also talking about some of the mistakes they made so that all of us can avoid them when we're running our own games. So that's where the idea came from. Uh, It's been going really well. I, I started off. Um, with just a friend locally. And, and it's kind of uh, expanded from there. I've had a lot of great guests. I've had people who write games, design games, who run streams, who run podcasts and everything in between in the tabletop arena. And so, yeah, a lot of different perspectives. There's something for everybody and a guest that everybody's going to find interesting too, I think.
0: Awesome. Is there anything else that you're working on? And the the, fu- the fun thing I always get to say that you can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So many
1: NDAs out there. Uh, So I'm currently working with a couple of friends who have been on my show in the past on a new uh, studio. Name is Influx, um, but basically we're working together to make our own shows better, um, but then combine forces and think of new, fun, interesting content to create. Uh, We've got some ideas for some short streams and and other podcasts, some game shows, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, uh, we we just started a new show called The Role of Cool. You should go check that out as well. It's a stream by some of our friends in the Philippines, and they're running through the Cena Una oh, campaign wow, nice. book by um, Hit Point Press. And so it's really cool. They're all. Filipino, um, you know, that they're telling stories about um, the islands of the Philippines pre-Spanish pre uh, colonization, that kind of thing. So really cool. Uh, that's kind of our, our first um, thing we've been working on. So yeah, go check that out. JR is a really good DM. Uh, hopefully I'll have him on my show soon. But yeah, that's a little bit about I've, what I've been working on, kind of this studio stuff.
0: So yeah. Yep. So the surprise question is one that I have. What is the funniest thing you've heard in terms of how not to DM. I figured it's a great anecdote that we can add that'll further promote the podcast. But like, can you think of like one of, or, you know, one funny thing that someone has said on how not to DM. There are a lot of funny stories, but usually they're like the good moments
1: that people remember, not the bad moments. Um, You know, uh, I I guess I'll use myself as an example. Uh, This is, this is a story I've told a, a handful of times, but hopefully it's new to most of the listeners here. So, It was my very first time running a game. We had just finished playing through Lost Mine of Phandelver. We were playing at work with coworkers at lunchtime. I loved it. And getting to the kind of middle or end of that adventure, I was like, I'm going to go write my own thing and we're all going to play it and everyone's going to have so much fun. This DMing thing sounds so cool. So I had a Google Doc. I wrote a bunch of notes. I had this idea and uh, I planned this city to the south Uh, Along the coastline where there's going to be this cult trying to summon a demon, you know, general standard D&D stuff. And the first session, my players show up into town, they get contacted by the person who's in charge, tells them to go uh, look at this camp in the uh, south of the town where they believe these cultists are holed up. They get there. It's a bunch of abandoned tents. And I have the cult leader sitting there just like laughing maniacally, uh, you know, like, oh, they're all gone. They're they're infiltrated the city. You know, they've infiltrated the city. You'll never find them. Our plan is in work. And uh, I had this NPC plan like, OK, they're going to arrest him. They're going to take him back and then they're going to question him or whatever. They're going to find out all the information they need to know. Uh, my brother, who was working with us and who was playing with us at the time, uh, takes one look at me and he's like, no, you know what? I wave down the first farmer I see in a cart and I'm going to pay him a few gold to take this person as far away as possible. Take this cult leader, like out into the boonies, just like take him away and drop him off somewhere so that he can't cause any more trouble. And so, so my very first session, this was like the third encounter or whatever. Uh, immediately my whole plan crumbles down around me. And, uh, you know, I learned the lesson really quickly. Hey, you can't, think you know what the players are going to choose you can't uh set anything up because they're going to destroy it they're going to tear it to shreds they're going to stamp on it and toss it out the window and then they're going to go do their own thing and so yeah it it took like a couple of minutes for me to like think what i was going to do instead and i figured it out and everyone still had a ton of fun and it worked out just fine but yeah that was like my baptism by fire like okay you know, that plot point you had, you know, this NPC who's got all this information they need. He's gone now. He's he's probably dead. Like, go figure out what you're going to do instead. So that's that's my how not to DM story. That was, that was my example from my own my own life there.
0: That's so good because well done to your brother, because he bamboozled two DMs in this instance, because yes, I was like, did. I was like, obviously he's going to kill. He's going to put them in a cart and send them away. I'm just like, yeah.
1: oh,
0: uh Okay, you ruined this story, I guess, but like, did you make another story? Does yeah. he just do the same thing where the farmer took them? Oh, wow. Okay. Does so many, he just like so take ideas. over the farm and like make like tainted crops to like. But wait, my original story is, oh man. But I seriously was like, oh, yeah, he's just going to kill him. Like, that's that. Right. No, not at all.
1: Okay, great. Nope. Nope. Well, and I had like, the, the leader of the town had given them like, here, here's official paperwork for each of you. You know, you're like, you're an official guard of the city. Now so you can arrest people. You can, you can do whatever a normal guard would do, you know, kind of giving them like their, their badge essentially to, to enact justice. And so I assumed it was going to, they were either going to kill him or take him in, you yeah. know, and and see what information they could get out of him. Nope. No, they just did exactly the thing I hadn't planned and it was okay. It turned out just fine. But yeah, that was, so funny. And whenever I tell the story, I laugh just because it's so out of left field for me. Uh baby DM. Like now I wouldn't even blink if someone did yeah. something like that. But but then it was just like,
0: uh, what do I do? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that answer. And that leads us straight into our the topic at hand. And if you heard from the intro, we'll say it again here. But we're going to be talking all about character growth. And <laughs> For your player characters, I mean, maybe your players need some character growth as as well. And if we're being 100% honest, it will happen through D&D. It is a surprisingly effective tool and a great many things. But for now, we're just going to focus on player character growth. And so one of the questions I like asking is because as long as we've had the podcast, finding topics to discuss becomes difficult uh, as the podcast age. Ages. So what I did is I had sent you over a list of certain topics. And so my first question to you is what stood out to you? Like what drew you to the concept of character growth as a discussion topic?
1: Yeah. So I know how hard it can be to think of ideas for um for a show. So especially one that has the longevity that DM's block does. So I appreciate the the effort on your part. But yeah, uh this stuck out to me mostly because is a lesson I learned in my own games. And realizing that I should focus on character growth and kind of along with that, what the players want their characters to experience and to do and to grow into is really what is is kind of like a cornerstone of engagement and immersion in the games that you run. So that's why it stuck out to me. It's a lesson I learned um, and one that I continually try to improve on, but one that I know is really important. When you're talking about long-term, engaging, interesting games for people that you love playing
0: with. Yeah, and I, it was one that we had either pulled from our Discord or came up somewhere else. But I think one of the things that drew us to the topic or, or me to the topic is that it doesn't always come up as a thing. Because there's certainly games that you yeah. can play in where there is a grand total of zero character growth for your entire party. Which I, which again, everything is fine as long as everyone at your mm-hmm. table thinks it's fine, it's fine. But that said, I think adding some level of character growth, especially for those players that do want that, I think it's very important to have that because then you could have that engagement because that may be the piece yeah. that they're most interested in, especially if it is part of the player. I mean, we all put a little bit of ourselves into every character, that's just how that works. Um, so that character totally. growth could be something that draws them and keeps them at your table because they are doing those things
1: for me uh character growth as well as something that separates D and ttrpgs from like video games and other things right like you could play hundreds and hundreds of hours of skyrim but as far as like character growth it, do- it doesn't really exist right you gain stuff you get more powerful but uh because it's it's a, a video game you don't really like make real consequential decisions based on morality and this and that, you know, and, and it doesn't have an impact on how the world sees you. I I mean, does that make sense? Like you can kill people in a town and like the guards will come after you or whatever. But, but uh, as far as like real character growth of this, um, this character that you're portraying, there's not really a real world equivalent or a, a video game or other kind of medium equivalent I can think of that really matches the growth that you can experience in a role-playing game
0: like D. yeah nothing nothing that you can play there are, there are certainly things right. that you could all choose to observe either read or watch but there's nothing you could play because i think the video game analogy is good in the sense that you as the character haven't changed much the world around yes. you has adapted to the choices you've made but for yeah, for the most part, you haven't changed. I think, though, that the character growth is also the the ability to use character growth in such a nuanced way in your D&D game is one of the reasons why I think the alignment system is so tough for people is because mm. character growth happens, but it's not. It's not this big quantifiable thing because once you jump from one to the other, it doesn't show that arc. It doesn't show that progression. It's just I. I am no longer lawful good. I am chaotic good. Um. So it feels like such a hard line because in a video right. game that would be I crossed a an arbitrary threshold that was put into lawful versus chaotic points, and once I got to enough chaotic points, which is literally just one more than the lawful points, now I'm chaotic. Um. So I think right. That, yeah. It's, Framing it that way as the video game to illustrate um, how much more you can do in D and D is really good.
1: Yeah, uh, you made a point there, like it just kind of being algorithmic, but also like the the jump between alignments is really tough to portray. And you're right, like me as a human, I make choices across that spectrum every day. Right, I'm making I'm making choices that could be considered one alignment or another alignment. Like nobody does the same thing every single time. And no one makes those same decisions every single time. And so, why would you expect a a, a character, you know, to to make um, decisions only based on this one defining characteristic? No, they're going to make lots of different decisions that may fall in any one of those categories if you want to define them. And that that can adjust the the way they feel or the way their their character grows or not. But yeah, I think oftentimes I find alignment to be kind of rigid, and it, I think it it. Limits the creativity of players. Um, They feel like they have to do the thing that that their character would do based on one of these boxes in this grid of nine, you know, instead of doing what what a a normal human would do, which is making lots of different, varied decisions.
0: When we say character growth, like what what does that mean to you? Because I I think helping continuing to to define it through the conversation is certainly probably the most helpful piece of the whole conversation because it's interesting to harken back to something we've said before is the idea that the, you know, I've got, I've got a stick and I've got a torch and I'm going into the dungeon. And like a week later I can cast wish and basically (laughs) change the topography of this entire nation with the wiggle of some fingers. Um, So, (laughs) so from like a a true mechanical perspective, it, it is always interesting, but like, that's not necessarily right. what i think of when i think of character growth. yeah, i think i think
1: it can be part of it. i'm bringing up critical role because it's just so well known. uh season 1 each of them kind of go through some sort of trial or or mini arc that then develops them into something more. Uh, i'm thinking specifically Keyleth uh going through those trials um in different druidic tribes and they're for getting like more powers and you know he was kind of like uh when you leveled up you know, you all did this thing and that's what causes her to level up and then learn this new skill. Um, so that's one way to go about it. And I think mechanics certainly play a part in it, um, but you're right. It is more nuanced than that. Uh, I think character growth, a lot of the time factors into their experiences and and how it shapes the way they view the world. And then also how um, they interact with the world after those. For instance, one of my characters in my current game, we're kind of playing in a in a homebrewed um Forgotten Realms. So he was from Neverwinter. We returned to Neverwinter. I said, you know, this there's gonna be some things here and there happening. What, you know, what are you interested in in this town? You know, what 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 can you give me from your backstory? Uh and so he's like, Yeah, I have this rival and there's you know, this stuff and that stuff going on. And and character growth can be like can be based around achieving goals that are Different than mechanical goals. Instead of like leveling up and getting an extra attack, it can be avenging your family, or it can be learning this new thing from from the tribe of or from the the elders of this druid circle. You know, th- there's a lot of different ways you can kind of um, shift it. But yeah, it doesn't have to be purely mechanical. I think it it should be both things in concert: mechanics and uh, and also, yeah, how people treat them, how they're viewed. Um, by doing good deeds, you get the eye of um, important people on you. They appreciate you for helping rid the city of bandits or whatever. And then all of a sudden the city loves you and that can be character growth, right? Or uh, you make a bad decision and they drive you out of town because they see you as a, a menace or a villain. And that can be, can be character growth in a, in a different way. You know, it doesn't have to be strictly heroic um, depending on what kind of game you're playing. But yeah, I, I love trying to make the world adapt and change and feel like what the players are deciding to do um, means that the world sees them differently. And uh, when they are playing it, it
0: reacts differently to them. Looking at the background of the character, be it the, again, the mechanical background of what have they chosen, you know, sailor and looking at those kind of things and having, like you said, is it a rival? Is it a previous captain that they see is down on their luck? And that changes who their character is to like part of that character growth is like reestablishing that captain to be who they used to be or um Mm -hmm. you think uh and i also think of using that background because it happens a lot in real life um where you go back to your past and you turn into the past person
1: yes i was with some high school buddies recently yeah it was it was kind of like that no i was just you know i i experienced it in real life recently that that exact phenomena
0: I think of often because you mentioned um, you, you have siblings. I I'm an only child, but, mm. but my my wife has siblings. Um, often when you return to that sibling set, you're just like, we have all reduced our age greatly. <laughs> and we have the people we used to be. And we are you, that, those sorts of things. Like when you go back so that you can also use mm. that as a catalyst for, for observing character growth and helping to increase that character growth. And, and there's a, um, there's an element of realism once you have that kind of thing happen, because I think like, you know, you using your example is really good. The, the person's gone. They've done these adventures. They've grown. they Again, they can cast wish and they go back to Neverwinter where let's just say that the person that is their rival has never left Neverwinter that rival still has every ability even as like a level zero commoner to bother the absolute crap out of your like level 15 fighter because it's their rival and it's yeah so again you can still illustrate that character growth um by going into the background of whoever um whoever your player character is Mm, i like that
1: i like the uh giving them kind of reference points and if you return them to a familiar situation, even if it's one that you haven't role played together, it's like, oh, we're going back to your hometown or whatever. People know that you are notice you're different and people are getting you differently. You know, you've got battle scars on your armor and you've got this huge flaming sword or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, people are going to treat you differently and they're going to notice the growth in that way. And then it kind of makes it that much more real for the the players. Yeah
0: oh that's so funny i just see i just imagine just that super high level character just being so angry because you could have something so trivial is that like you still can't cook a pie as well as the other person and they'd like that's all yeah. you remember is like your inability to cook <laughs> a pie better than this other person that's there um you're just so frustrated yeah the
1: the storyline was that this guy stole his family business basically so his uh, family and they were like rival families, and then one sold the other family's business. So he left town to to go kind of seek his fortune elsewhere. Yeah. Came back, this guy's like, you know, high-ranking guard now, high-ranking in the military, and uh, rivalry ensues. So, yeah, it was, it was good stuff.
0: So the other one is, do you think there's a time that character growth shouldn't show up in a game?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. When I read it, when I was prepping, I was kind of trying to decide... If I could think of a time where I thought it wouldn't matter. I think that there are times where someone might have grown a lot, but they might regress. And this is kind of like your example of like going back to what they were like before. But uh, maybe you've got uh, someone who was a criminal and that's kind of like part of their backstory. You know, they were part of some shady organization, but now they're, they've, they've turned a, a, a new leaf. They're trying to be good but you get them in a situation and you tempt them enough that they like regress and, and they like go back to their old habits or you put them in front of some people who who kind of like uh, remind them of what they used to be like and, and they regress a little bit. That could be an interesting story, you know, like a, not a fall from grace necessarily, but like struggling with past demons. I, I don't know. Does that show that there's not growth though? Yeah. I, so- I guess if you like regressed and then stayed like that, like you just, forget all the things you've learned, forget all the friends you've made and go back to your old ways. Um, it could show that there's not been character growth, but I don't know about like times where I wouldn't use it. I'm trying to think of, yeah. know, what, do, what do you have?
0: So I <laughs> think, so the, so I think one shots, like I would be hesitant mm. to, okay. to utilize it. Um, certainly yeah. that way. The, the other thing I, that I was, I was thinking, and I, I really, fun fact, totally just put it on there because i was like that sounds right i don't know that i had an answer until now that we're having the conversation the other one i think is that and i think because part of part of this is you do have to look at a lot of like your own life and just the real world just because you the dm thing and i think it talks back to your your funny anecdote of like oh they'll totally arrest him and i'm like nah they'll totally kill him Oh, they're going to drive them off into the forest. And I'm just like, oh, right. okay. Neither
1: of us knew what was happening oh, wow. there. I
0: yeah. uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, but just because you incite what is basically like, a, a, like an event that you think should be a catalyst for growth does not mean mm. that there will be any growth. Um, because that's true either your player doesn't think that that should be or they think their player character wouldn't have grown from that experience Um, because like i can think of you know a lot of people that go to college that ends up being a catalyst for growth because you're just introduced to so many new people so many new ideas that oftentimes that is a catalyst for growth that doesn't mean that everyone grows in that environment just like you could set up the the death of a family member for one of the player characters that doesn't mean it is a catalyst for growth so i think that's the other time is if you don't see that there's an engagement from the player for their character that's got to be what it is
1: true you could give them hooks and they might ignore them for one reason or another and yeah that's that's uh that is a good example i'm trying to think if that's happened to me specifically where i've like i don't know my players are really nice to me. Like they can <laughs> tell when, when I'm giving them a hook and most of the time they bite, you know? So yeah. it doesn't happen a ton, but that is a, a great example. And I, I guess like in some podcast stuff I've listened to that's happened, right? Like it's like a big moment and then they just turn around and walk away, you know, like, yep. oh no, I'm not dealing with this. And I don't know if that, yeah, I, I guess that's showing that that they don't want to engage in that way and and would rather keep things the way they are. And totally valid.
0: Yeah. And at that point you have to figure out, are, is the player not interested in growth at all, which is also okay, but or is it that the player character isn't engaged with growth in that moment? Right. Yeah, it,
1: that, that brings up a good point that I think is is a big part of this character growth stuff is like figuring out what your players want to do. That, that might be part of it as well as as I've made a more conscious effort to like, say, what are you interested in? What do you want to try to do? Where do you want, where do you see your character going and then giving them opportunities to do that? That's something that, that players are much more likely to engage in instead of like, you know, pulling a fast one on them. And I'm not going to say, don't do that. It's fun to surprise them every once in a while. Uh, and I love, you know, thinking up crazy things and and putting it in front of them and seeing what they do to solve it. But I think it, it. There's something to be said for making sure that that you're all on the same page and that it is something interesting for them. And if
0: it's not, then so be it. So the other one is, can we think of the best? I mean, and of course, if we have them, the worst times we've tried to use character growth, um, in, inside of our games. Either, either uh, certainly as either players or the person running the game, either either which way. Another example
1: I, that I've really enjoyed has been, uh, so in my current game. I've had a few things happen um where the the gods and the pantheon have become really involved in what's in what's happening on the material plane. And that has meant that a lot of my players are like, well, I wanna start like multiclassing into Paladin or Cleric or whatever. Okay. Uh and so that's that's been interesting. I'm not trying to force it on them, but my my brother, the same one who who sent the uh the crazy dwarf uh crazy dwarf cult leader off on the, on the farm cart in my first game. Yes. He's, he's, he's a current player. His kind of backstory was like, he lost his wife in this, in this terrible shipwreck. Uh, And it is his life has kind of been like, not pointless, but his character sometimes lacks motivation or, or is unsure of what he should do next because he misses her so much, I guess. Like he he's torn up about it and he wishes he was with her again. And so a lot of like, I've, I've given him a few interesting plot hooks where He's been able to communicate with her and she's like, no, you know, you've, you've got something to work on. You've got something to do. And that's been really cool because it's stuff I talked with him about before, but just the, the way that it role plays and the way that um, his character redoubles his efforts or, or is more motivated after, you know, these, these contacts with someone he loves and realizing that he's got a, a greater purpose than to just live and, and die. That's been a lot of fun. And it's really cool to see his character shift from kind of like, uh, how would I describe it? He, he was playing a he's playing a barbarian, um, a Goliath barbarian who who ran like a little shipping business, basically a shipping company, and you know now he's now he's adventuring. But he was kind of motivated by um, a few things at the beginning, but his motivations have shifted and changed um, from simple like you know I'm doing this just to protect my business to now. A much bigger—he's got a much bigger view of of you know saving the world that kind of thing—as uh, D and D campaigns tend to <laughs> tend to gravitate toward. So yeah, th- I, that's been a really good example. I think is is giving him more motivation and giving him more things to interact with in the world that that make his character grow into into the hero that is going to eventually, hopefully, save save the the planet they live on. Uh, that's I feel like that's a, a good example for me of. A, the best time like giving giving this character something to engage with that makes them um, more than what they were before uh what
0: about you yeah i think of i think a couple of like personal ones because then i you know it's easier to like really think of like some of the reasons why they may be happening is like um i was in like a like a convention game over several days where um it was a high level eberron campaign and in the end we the group chose to go back in time and basically mm. stop, you know, the go back in time, kill the king before he starts the war and, like, try it again. And So that was a lot of character growth for, for, for seemingly most people because it's like you're having to have this, like, I think we had like an hour-long discussion of whether or not to do it, to, like, go and try and reset or, you know, kind of try and fix what's here or do a full reset um, and try and fix it from the past
1: Um, that's a lot for a convention game too yeah
0: well it was it was it was when i was at DD in a castle and so it was like three days oh yeah three full days of play Um, who was your dm satine phoenix cool cool yeah and so we did a high level eberron campaign it was back before they um the eberron had been released and clearly she had an early copy from keith Keith Baker. So then, yeah, we're doing that high level play. Um, but ultimately it was to go back and stop the war. And do you do that? Do you not, not only are you thinking about like character growth in the moment, but you're thinking about character growth forward because now not only are you the people that, made that choice you need to lead that choice and be like the paragons of change because you kind of reset the whole deal um, so you needed to be that be those people so that was also the continued yeah. discussion of like not only did your character grow in this game but how does your character continue to grow which i guess is an interesting thought that a lot of character growth can be talked through and like an epilogue yeah and, and that's like true that. the other one i think is Think of, and it is literally only this conversation now, which is the joy of these conversations, um, that I'm realizing that one of the added benefits to play by post is the potential for more character growth. Because things happen at a a slower pace in the sense of rolling and combat and um, a lot of the mechanical stuff. It it just works differently. But I've had a lot of character growth because you have a lot more conversations. You can have side conversations. So in that one, I play um, uh, Shatter Kai, who is basically subverting expectations, is that like the chaotic nature is more of a positive bent. Like, you know, I could do the super like washed out tones and super cool, gritty nineties. And I've got all this leather and things like that. But there was more of just like <laughs> more of like the positive nature of just like, no, you know, like I'm beholden to the Raven queen. So when it's my time to die, it's my time to die. So then why not just live the most life I can live up until that moment? Cause it's a little bit out of my hands. So here we go and they like you know and so part of the, like the negative trait is of that character is to like kind of try everything because why not mm. um, yeah but, why not yeah but there's a lot of character growth to try and develop like okay that's a different approach to the shatter kai can you bring the rest of those people with you to do this adaptive change for not just you but an entire race um within the world yeah
1: interesting that Eberron example sounds similar to the kind of stuff that my my players are going through now, like really high level, big decisions to make. And I think that uh, oftentimes it's the character development up to that point that that influences the way they're going to make those decisions, which is, I think, yeah, that's a very good time to, like, hopefully you've had a lot of character growth coming up to that point so that everyone um, feels good about the decisions they're making. And it, it kind of makes sense with, the you know what they've done so far, uh, best times. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I feel like character growth is is always interesting, and like you said, one shots probably probably not the best time to try to break out like a bunch of really interesting, you know, nuanced things for them to learn. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I feel like if you're doing any kind of campaign a little bit longer than that, it's a great idea to try to see what kind of character growth everyone's interested in and, and try to facilitate that. Uh, worst times, though, yeah, I would say you gave an example and 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 we kind of talked a little bit about giving them something to engage with and then they choose not to. I guess I would just be careful with those times just to make sure that it's not like a big change to their character or their backstory without them knowing first, like killing off a bunch of people or whatever without any kind of warning or. I don't know stuff like that. I, I would just be careful about trying to force the growth in that way, like what you think they should do, or or what you think they how do you think they should be growing, and trying to facilitate that by like taking their agency away and and giving them a bunch of or like making a bunch of really terrible things happen. You know, depending on the game you're playing, if if everyone is interested in like a, a real gotcha slaughter fest, and then I guess you can do yeah. it. But you know, not not my style of game for sure.
0: Yeah, because that was kind of the one I think of is like I, I found it interesting one time where rightfully like a, a player was no longer interested in playing a character. Totally fine. So uh, I used that as a, an opportunity to kill that character because they were OK with it. I did yeah. double check that they were OK with, with that happening. Nobody really minded that the character had died. And I was like, all right, that's cool that's kind of weird that's so awkward but yeah. that's fine uh, moving on here's nope. a new person uh, oh jeez cool let's let's continue the adventure and it was still a lot of I mean the campaign itself was still a lot of fun but it was also just kind of weird just like oh wow you guys really took that in stride oh. all right <laughs> no growth yeah yeah wow
1: that's a great example uh and Really awkward. I don't know how I'd handle it. Maybe yeah. try to like bring up some random people from their past who would care, who like find out and, yeah. and are sad and like try to get everybody to be like, yeah, I guess they were okay. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's yeah.
1: uh, that's tough. But that's funny.
0: So we're we're getting close. So we can move to what I think is my favorite time. And I've been holding something to up until this moment. But we can move on to homework, which is basically mm. like we're saying. Again, I don't think we can really do video games, but are there things that we that you and I can think of that are good examples of character growth that are that people could read, listen, um watch those those things. Yes.
1: Uh I feel like Star Wars is a big one just because again, so well known, but you've got Luke's arc, you've got uh Anakin's arc, both very interesting, uh very different kinds of growth. I think that's a good example. Uh Avatar the Last Airbender. I think Zuko's story is really interesting, a really interesting example of character growth, uh, and all of them kind of go through it. And that's like one you could watch with kids and stuff too, if if uh, if you've got them around. Jeannie D put out a video recently that I watched in prep for this. I guess it was a year ago, but she put out some some videos about like character background and growth and like ideas for for ways to improve your character and and to make them um, change and and grow throughout the time you're playing. Uh, Yeah. So those are some examples off the top of my head of stuff that's really accessible. Yeah. What you got?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to throw an interesting one at you because it is, it is one of the more interesting ways. I think it would, it may be difficult to do in your game. Uh Uh-huh. Because there, there's also the version where you explain how a character has grown into the one that they are. And I think one of the really good examples of that in modern media is Jack Sparrow
1: from mm. the Pirates
0: of the Caribbean. Because okay. from for all the movies, there's not a big difference in who that character is or how they present themselves. But throughout those movies, you start to understand why. Mm. because you see glimpses into their backstory you meet people that they that they've already interacted with that are tied to what made them who they are Um, so that's another way to implement some character growth is to show that progression um, as to how it happened maybe you're not doing as much actual growing because um the character is what is who they are
1: that's that's an interesting idea you just have to work with a player on it i feel yeah. like you could have them like drop hints and like tell stories uh, that kind of bring that context. That'd be interesting. Also, I feel like it'd be really easy to pull off with an NPC um, villain or not like, Hey, why, why are they the way that they are? Here's some clues and stuff that you, you just drop along the way that kind of like inform them. Oh, they're, they're doing these things, but it's actually for a good reason or, you know, that, you know, the, there's a reason why they're, they are like this uh yeah that's a an interesting example like you said not a lot of not a lot of character growth during the actual arc but you learn a lot about them yeah and then you're like oh well that's why
0: this makes sense yeah well i also think of like most i mean most actual plays are probably going to get you get you where you need to go i mean if you're willing to dive on critical role Uh. more power to you but the the one i think of because it it's in both our minds because he was a guest recently um, and we mentioned it maybe on the pod or right before. um, But Bombarded is a really good look at Mm. a lot, a lot of character growth because you have, yeah, you have a lot that happens in there. I mean, one, one character loses their father. Other characters are reconnected with their past, with their, with their units. Um, So there is a lot of character growth, um, certainly from them like starting out to them you know doing doing the world saving as it as but like you said most D campaigns lead to
1: yeah uh bombarded is the episodes are less than an hour and there's only 80 something of them 87 88 so if you're looking for an actual play that's less heavy that's a good one to go check out yeah yeah that's a that's a great point uh he, he kyle i when i had him on my show a few weeks ago he i think he mentioned they had like multiple session zeros and they had one halfway through through the campaign to just like double check and make sure everyone was cool with where the direction things were going and, and kind of like weigh in on, on future stuff. So, and obviously actual plays are a little bit different than just playing around your table because they're meant for audience and they're meant for consumption. And so the more character growth they've got, the better, but I think you can easily replicate that kind of feel around your own table, even if it's just for you and your friends.
0: The other one I think of, and this is, this is super rant. I feel like I don't bring up how much I love the Ninja Turtles, On the podcast, um, because it doesn't necessarily apply all the time, Um, but the current run of the IDW is really good at character growth, just in the sense that like it starts out fairly traditionally, you know, the four turtles, Master Splinter, and we go from there and they've done a lot of character growth because uh, whatever I'm going to people die super important people die if you end up reading the reading the series um and it still does a lot of the classic stuff where like they go to space and they time travel but like but they still and i think that's the other thing is they still roll back and then do like these smaller scale stories you know and i think that's one of the good things about that character growth is that it's both told through these you know for them literally time and space are not are are being traversed or they're still back in the sewers and still dealing with personal problems and, and doing that character growth.
1: Yeah. Have you ever played the role-playing game, the turtles role-playing game?
0: The palladium game? You mean that all of the things that I have like in this desk that I'm sitting at?
1: The very same, yes. yes I yeah. I have never played them, but they sound really cool.
0: Yeah. And so they're, I mean there are certainly some hard pieces of the times that they were written in. But for the most part, they are a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. From the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, we won't delve into that. Yeah, uh, that's uh, all good examples. Um I'm trying to think if there's any more specific ones I can think of that that are good. Character growth. I don't know. Basically, Ooh, you know what? I've been watching Breaking Bad recently. That's nice. interesting. It's a descent into into madness, a descent into crime and, you know, what what lengths will you go to to provide for your family or do what you think is yeah. a a good thing? You know how how bad will you go? So that's interesting. Uh that's a good example of a of a downward slide. Yeah. Um but there are a lot of different characters who grow in different ways during the show, so interesting yeah. one to check out.
0: Have you ever watched that show before?
1: Uh I am mid season four right now this is my first pass though okay. i got halfway through i hit the part where the planes crash and i was like i don't know if i can do this anymore <laughs> so i stopped but i'm, I'm back I'm, I'm gonna finish it all
0: okay, right yeah so i was watching it when, when it was very when it was coming out so i was you know i was watching the episodes um as they were releasing one of the things i will know and I, I think it speaks really well to the point yeah and, it, and it's not going to ruin anything it's just cool. gonna blow it's just gonna still blow your mind when you get there is the amount of time that hasn't passed
1: Mm, like how short of a time it was, yeah.
0: Yeah, because um, the where he makes the his age with the bacon in the breakfast. So basically, like it's his birthday, and there's a pancake, and you know, basically with bacon, they write his age. Oh, I see. That will happen again, and then your mind will go like, "Wait a minute! It's been like one year since." All this has been happening, and the character that was, and the character that is, and how short of a span of time it has been that all these things have happened, and all like this progression has has occurred. Yeah,
1: it, it kind of is the same vein of like going into a dungeon and then yeah. a month later coming out and having Wish at your <laughs> <Yes>. disposal. Ah. <laughs> same, same kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's examples all over. Whatever your favorite media is, there's bound to be some examples of character growth. I think it's kind of funny, though. There's An example of not character growth or no character growth, um, my background here, nobody can see it, but it's Seinfeld's yep. apartment, Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. And that show, um, when they started out writing it, the guy who produced it, Larry David said, all right, there's going to be no growth. There's going to be no learning. There's going to be no hugging. Like that was, those were his three rules at the beginning of the show. And so it's a show where nobody gets any better or worse. They are themselves. They yeah. never change, which is funny. I think people are constantly changing. Uh, and, you know, I myself have changed a lot, even in the past year. So it's funny that, that it's kind of a hard concept to think of like and making work. But yeah, there's examples everywhere about about change. Yep. And if you just take a little bit of time to analyze whatever you're watching or reading right now, you'll notice it.
0: Yeah. And I think that I think that is probably the you hit on it. I think that is the best piece of homework is what is the piece of media that has already spoken to you the most? Go back, observe it with the lens of where is character growth happening? Yeah, what's Um,
1: causing it? Yeah,
0: Yeah. because I will all but guarantee you that is part of the piece that has drawn you, the person, to that media and kept you there is the specific character growth inside of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So the most important question, where can people go to find what you're doing, where you're doing it, and all of those things?
1: Yeah. So you can head to my link tree for links to most relevant stuff. Uh, That's linktree slash hn the number two DM. I'm sure Neil will throw that in the episode notes too. It's true. So you can go check it out. I'm most active on Twitter. That's at hn the number two DM five characters. So you want to get a hold of me, you want to chat about character growth or about some of my recent guests or whatever, you can find me there. Uh, Yeah. My podcast is published on just about all of the main players. So if you are looking to listen to the show, go check it out. You can start from the beginning or you can pick any of the episodes in between that seem interesting to you. Just like DMs Block, I've got different guests on different subjects, but it, it, you don't need to listen to them in order or anything like that to to get anything out of them. Each episode is its own thing. We talk about something different and, or, or sorry, I talked to somebody different. And uh, yeah, so start at the beginning, pick ones you like, whatever works for you. Uh, yeah, just go
0: check it out and let me know what you think. Perfect. And uh, thank you for coming on. And, you know, I might stumble my way over to your podcast. We might have you back on. Who knows? I'm, I'm excited either way.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Neil. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the chat on my show. It'll have to be a little bit later in the year, but we'll get it in for sure.
0: Perfect. We just want to thank Derek again for coming on, spending some time with us, sharing his thoughts, sharing his thoughts that other people have had, and hopefully we can have him on or we can go join him on his podcast. And of course, if you want to tell us how you've been using character growth in your game, you can always email us at dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. And of course, if you see fit, head over to your Apple podcast or podcast podcast. Catcher of choice and leave us a review. It always helps. So I've been told it'll help us defeat the almighty algorithm. And of course, if you want to follow us on the social medias, you can go to Twitter at DMS underscore block or you can like us on Facebook where we post our content there. And of course, as always, the Dungeon Masters Block is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network where you can check out other shows like Detentions and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters, DMnastics, and more. And we just want to thank you for listening to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game. I'm DM Neil. Good night, good luck, and keep on Dungeon Mastering. It's not inspiration, it's not wisdom, and it's bad advice. Yeah, don't forget that if you feel like your players aren't growing enough, you should tell them they need character growth too. Goodbye.